Welcome to Bike Life Radio from KWNK 97.7 FM, the Reno Bike Project and BikeWashoe.org in Reno, Nevada. We ride our bikes out into the world with a recorder and we talk to people about their bikes and their lives. I'm Kai Plaskon. Ride on. Today is our Christmas show. Uh, yeah, we're a week late, uh, but so what? <laughs> We listen to some Christmas bike music, and we talk to a local Reno frame builder, Nick Jensen of Manzanita Cycles. First, the news. In international bike news, in the Gaza Strip, during the four-day truce with Israel, people took to bicycles as the only way to get through traffic and the rubble. Now that the truce is over, in the southernmost part of the Gaza Strip, two children were riding a bike when they were hit uh, in an Israeli shelling, and they died, according to Al Jazeera. In Kherson, Ukraine, where the war's continuing to go on there, Russian shelling also killed a cyclist. 2,000 kids in Cambodia have new used bicycles. Uh, that's thanks to China. They are old bike share bikes, but the kids don't care. They're smiling and ditching their old tiny little bikes for the big people bikes uh, that will never get flat tires because they're these um, bike share bikes. In national bike news, deadly e-bike fires and low-quality imported bikes have grabbed the attention of Republicans and Democrats in Congress. They are considering allowing cheaper bikes to be imported by retailers. That might sound counterproductive, but if they let in cheaper bikes into the United States, then companies will have too much competition if they try to sell directly to consumers. The idea is that that's going to make it harder to bypass safety regulations and taxes. At least, that's the hope. Look out, drivers nationwide. Green bike boxes are on their way. The new Manual on Uniform Traffic Control Devices, or MUTCD, as it is lovingly called, is now out. And it is the Road Design Bible. It has an entire chapter dedicated to bikes, 60 pages. In there, there are standards for bike boxes and intersections and bulb outs and standards for two-stage turns. You're listening to KWNK 97.7 FM in the local bike news from Bike Life Radio and BikeWashoe.org. An e-bike ban on trails made national news up at Incline Village, but it turns out that they're just moving e-bikes to the roadway and posting speed limits for e-bikes. Also, on an east shore path, they're thinking about painting dividing lines to better separate traffic. Kiwanis Bike Program is proposing signage where pedestrians face bicycle traffic. That's similar to in other communities. That way the pedestrians can see bicycles coming and they don't accidentally step out in front of them. The Lake Tahoe Bicycle Coalition is reporting its wins for the year of 2023. During bike month alone, participants rode 57,000 miles and they climbed 3 million vertical feet. Their bike valet did 19 events and parked 2,000 bikes. They also made an interactive bike map showing plowed paths. You can find out more at tahobike.org. 
The Trekking Meadows Bicycle Alliance is supporting the City of Reno's plan for a four-mile protected bike network in downtown Reno. The network will be on Lake, Evans, Vine, Virginia, and 5th Street. It'll cost $20 million. The alliance is opposing the city's plan to remove the University Way path. Uh, and the alliance is opposing it until the downtown network is complete and deemed adequate to reach the city's micromobility goals. What are Reno's micromobility goals? Well, according to a presentation by the Regional Transportation Commission in March 2022, they hope to have 5% of trips in the McCarran Loop by bike at some point in the future, but they haven't designated when. Less Right now, less than 1% of trips in within the McCarran Loop are by micromode. Other cities like Washington, D.C. already have 10% of their trips by bike. And how did they do it? Well, by installing protected paths similar to the ones that Reno plans to install in downtown. There's a big protected bike path win for the Regional Transportation Commission this month. They won an $8 million grant to build another protected bike path on 6th Street all the way uh, from 4th uh, to 5th Street. Uh, it's really long. It's nearly two miles, and this is also going to impact downtown. This is uh, a very wide and dangerous street right now, 6th Street, so this is big progress. Heard of a bike box on the road? Well, it's green, and it's intended to make drivers stay five feet back from an intersection so that the driver can see the bikes in front of them that are hanging out in the bike box, and then hopefully not run them over. The city of Reno tried bike boxes in downtown, but then ground them up because there weren't any standards. Well, those federal standards came out last week with the with the manual known as the MUTCD. So now we're likely to see bike boxes in Reno in the future. That's it for local bike news from bikewasho.org. A reminder that Bike Life Radio airs the first Sunday of every month at noon, right here on KWNK 97.7 FM. Today on Bike Life Radio, we're talking to Manzanita Cycles frame builder, Nick Jensen. He builds in his garage. In between the chat, we're going to listen to some Christmas bike music. Let's start out with this song. It's by Nora and The One Left, Big Red Bicycle Christmas. All I want for Christmas is a big red bicycle. Give me one with a great big seat and fenders and a
That was Nora and the one left with Big Red Bicycle Christmas. You're listening to Bike Life Radio on KWNK 97.7 FM. Well, Christmas just finished, but it's never too late to buy a bike, right? (laughs) So we're starting out the new year by thinking about Christmas next year, uh, or this year, I guess. Uh, Anyway... We're talking to a local frame builder uh, in Reno. His name's Nick Jensen. He started Manzanita Cycles in his basement. They're absolutely gorgeous bikes. And here's where we start our conversation. We start it in his basement. Uh, You're listening to Bike Life Radio, KWNK 97.7 FM. uh, And we're in a basement uh, where there's an entire workshop uh, in its Nick's basement of Manzanita bikes. Right, Nick? Yep. Yeah. And you have had Manzanita bikes for how long? I started the business in 2019, just before the pandemic. Had you ever built a bike before? I started as a hobby in 2007. I took a class out in Michigan from a frame builder named Doug Fadick. He teaches, he still teaches classes. Uh, so it was a, I think it was a two week class. I learned how to build, I made a lugged touring frame and just did it as a hobby until I moved to Reno in 2000, uh, in 2018. And then we got this basement space I was able to outfit a workshop and you know hang a shingle and create manzanita cycles what gave you the idea that this is something that would work uh yeah i mean the the competition is stiff there's so many great frame builders in the united states uh but uh i went to the the last north american handmade handmade bike show in sacramento and i believe that was in 2019 if i remember right and i you know the bikes are amazing they're beautiful um, and I thought, well, you know, I think the bikes that I make uh, could, you know, be just fine, you know, standing next to these others. So I thought, oh, that gave me the confidence to uh, give it a shot. And... We're talking to Nick Jensen, who custom builds Manzanita Cycles in his basement in Reno, manzanitacycles.com. Let's take a break with another Christmas song. Here's the band Cold Fired Bicycle with their song, Christmas.
That was Christmas by Go- uh, That was Christmas by Coal Fired Bicycle. You're listening to KWNK 97.7 FM Bike Life Radio. Let's get back to our interview with Nick Jensen of Manzanita Cycles. Let's talk about your workshop here before we actually get to your bikes. Uh, what do you have? You have a washing machine. That's important for bike building. <laughs> exactly. No, uh, <laughs> well, what do you have? The, the sink next to the washing machine uh-huh. is very important oh, for yes. bike building. Uh, so I can wash tubes, uh, keep things clean. Uh, yeah, so that's great. Let's I, start over by the washing machine or yeah, the, okay. the, the, the sink. Okay. Yeah. So we got a little wash basin that's probably, what, two feet by two feet by a foot and a half deep. Um, that allows me to dunk frames after brazing to wash off the flux. It allows me to clean tubes. Uh, and, yeah, great for washing hands, too. And then you have a, a bandsaw? The bandsaw, well, since this is just a basement full of crap, it is a bandsaw. It, I don't use it for work, but uh, sometimes I use it for, you know, woodworking, for mm. other, other fun things to do. Other and then what's this thing? Uh, this is a tube bender made by a gentleman who's in Michigan who goes by Cobra Frame Building a guy named Joe, and this allows me to bend all sorts of different diameter tubes, uh, mainly for chain stays and seat stays, but then I can also bend seat tubes and top tubes if needed, um, just to customize everything for each build. Wow, neato. All right, and then what's this? This is also made by the same guy, Joe, from Cobra, and this is known as the Stace Layer. Uh, it allows me to uh, cut seat stays to length, although it can do more than that, but I just use it for seat stays. That's the owner of Manzanita Cycles, Nick Jensen. You're listening to KWNK 97.7 FM. Nick is a custom frame builder. He does it in his basement in Reno, Nevada. Let's uh, listen to some more bicycle Christmas music. Here's strange. Here, th- this one's kind of strange. Uh, it's Joy Announcement with I Want a Bike for Christmas.
Imagine your bike is really real and put your hands on the steering wheel. Now get ready to have a blast and pedal your bike really fast in three. This is Bike Life Radio, and that was I Want a Bike for Christmas by Joy Announcement. Let's get back to our interview with Nick Jensen, custom builder of Manzanita Cycles in Reno. And what's next? This thing has belts and stuff on it and all (laughs) kinds of wheelie things. Yeah, this is an old, old Benchmaster horizontal mill. It's very small, um, but great for the hobby uh, machinist and also for frame builders uh, because in order to get stuff down in my basement, I have to go down some steep steps and then make a sharp turn. So I can't, uh, well, I can, but it's a challenge to move big equipment down into the basement. So I make do with smaller sized machines. Uh, so this horizontal uh, mill for me allows me to do segmented and uh, unicrown forks and chain stays. Wow. So I have fixtures set up dedicated for that on this mill. And next? And next is an old Logan lathe that I got for dirt cheap, and it's in poor shape, but it does what I need. Since I'm not a machinist, I don't need to work to machinist tolerances, um, but you know, just for making round parts in different shapes, it's great. Um, and yeah, it does the job. Wow, excellent. And then next? Next is my little benchtop vertical mill, and this is where I miter all of the main tubes for the frame and also do any light machining that I need for frame building and small projects. It's not heavy enough to do real big stuff, but for frame building, it barely is enough. We're talking to Nick Jensen, who builds Manzanita Cycles. Uh, We're mixing Christmas songs in between interview segments with Nick. Let's listen to a Christmas story. Santa got me the wrong bike Uh, for Christmas by Mahalo My Dude. "'Twas the night before Christmas and the mountains were snowy. No one could ride, not even a joey. The tree was lined with bulbs and icicles, and upstairs a rider was dreaming of bicycles. Cozy, warm, and snug in his bed, he yearned for gnarly trails to shred. He didn't ask Santa for toys or games, but wished for a bike with a carbon frame. Stirred from his sleep by St. Nick and his sled, He ripped off the covers and jumped out of bed. He ran to the stairs, and who did he see? 
was Santa himself down by the tree. Santa, it's you. It really is true. You came bearing gifts in a new bike, too. He ran to the bike with utmost glee. Alas, at first sight, he was not very pleased. Where's the carbon and wireless shifting? These angles prevent me from two-wheel drifting. These parts aren't even enduro-specific. In fact, I'd say this bike is horrific. Put those feelings of greed aside. Remember, it's all about loving the ride. Put on your helmet and strap on your pants. Let's go for a ride. There's fun to be had. And there they were, deep in the woods, riding their bikes as fast as they could. No reason to fuss, not even one. He remembered the meaning of old-fashioned fun. It was the best ride that he had ever had. Santa, you're right. All bikes are rad. He eyed Santa's bike with a mighty big grin. Mind if I try taking yours for a spin? He hopped on his bike and rode out of sight. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. That was Santa Got Me the Wrong Bike by Mahalo, My Dude. Uh, Let's get back to our interview with Nick Jensen, who owns Manzanita Cycles, and he builds these gorgeous bikes in his basement. He can build you anything that that, that you want. He's thinking about building some longer bikes. He also does bike packing bikes, too. Uh, You've got lots of metal everywhere. Why? Uh, So these are offcuts from coping or mitering the tubes. Uh Uh, Over here you can see, for instance, uh, this is the miter for the bottom bracket shell. So in the vertical mill, I hold a tube in place. In this case, this is a C-tube. And then I make a cut with a hole saw. You can see there's a bunch of hole saws in that shelf there. And that gives me the nice fit up on the bottom bracket shell. So I know that when I braise it or weld it in place, it'll be aligned and and straight, not crooked. Huh. Are you uh, teaching anybody now yourself? Actually, I recently acquired an apprentice, a local young man named Kent. Uh, he, uh, maybe I shouldn't say where he works, but uh, yeah, he's started as an apprentice maybe a couple of weeks ago, and he's just helping me uh, do small stuff around the shop and uh, you know, learning the ropes and learning the basics of frame building. Uh, how many bikes do you build now currently, would you say a year? About 20 a year. And that keeps me busy. I'm not the fastest frame build builder in the world since I do fillet braze on my frames, which takes extra work uh, because after you do the brazing, you have to do a bunch of cleanup to make the fillets nice and smooth so that it has that organic flow between the tubes. Uh, as you can see here, there's just a smooth transition from tube to tube. Uh, if you look, I wonder if I can show you what a naked fillet looks like All somewhere. Right. <laughs> On some other piece of metal that someone else has welded somewhere. So here are some raw fillets, and they are a little rough in the center. And I could just get a paint or powder coat over that and leave them as is, but it just doesn't look as nice. And there is potential for stress risers if there's a sharp edge between the edge of the fillet and the tube, which could cause cracking down the road. So I like to have the fillets nice and smooth and a smooth transition between the tubes to reduce any uh, any cracking, any fatigue problems. Uh, and 
make the frame last as long as possible. Nick is the owner of Manzanita Cycles. He custom builds frames right here in Reno. Let's listen to another Christmas song. Here's Bombay Bicycle Club. Christmas time is here. Christmas time is here. Happiness and cheer. Fun for all that children call their favorite time of year. Snowflakes in That was Bombay Bicycle Club. Christmas time is here. This is KWNK 97.7 FM. We're talking to Manzanita Cycles owner, Nick Jensen. What uh, what are we looking at here? You you have a frame in your hand, and uh, why? Would you uh, tell me the story of this. Uh, this is a road bike frame for disc brakes that I was going to make for myself and just put it on a back burner. It's completely done. I just need to finish the fillets and get it painted, but I don't ride on the road that much, so it's just been sitting <laughs> unfinished like this for a couple of years now. Oh. <laughs> it's one of those projects that I started and then just lost interest in because I don't really ride on the road, um, but someday if I get the inkling to get back on the road again, I can finish it off, get it painted, and I even have all the parts for it just sitting in boxes over there. What does it feel like to ride a bike that you made yourself? I mean, that's one of the most rewarding parts of building a frame is that feeling of, oh, this is something I made myself. Um, so it has that mm, extra special, I don't know, uh, ride quality that you wouldn't get from another frame, even if it's just subjective, even if it just feels better because you made it. 
Uh, that's a nice little boost. That's Nick Jensen of Manzanita Cycles. ManzanitaCycles.com. Did you know that Portland has a bicycle choir? Well, they have a Christmas song, too. Uh, here is Bike Corral Climate Change is Coming to Town. That was the Portland Bike Corral. Climate change is coming to town. That's their song. Uh, now for our final segment with Nick Jensen, who custom builds bikes in his basement. He calls it Manzanita Cycles. We're talking about uh, me borrowing a bike, one of your bikes to ride this weekend potentially, right? Yeah. Is this it? Yeah, that's it. Wow. Uh, so Let's look at it. I made this bike in a hurry uh, in order to ride the lost and found gravel ride in early June this year. You rushed, uh, rushed, made a bike. Yeah, so this is a, a rush job. It's that's normal for my personal bikes. Uh -huh. uh, I try to squeeze them in between customer bikes. So this was, uh, yeah, I tried to get it done real fast. So I actually spray painted the bike instead of sending it to my normal um, painter out in Colorado, who does a fantastic job. So this is just a rush paint job. Um, and I borrowed parts from two other frames that are sitting over there um, to make this bike whole and to use it for uh, the Lost and Found gravel ride. And then I've been riding ever since. I love it. Has has nice wide tires, uh, which is great for riding in these parts where it can be pretty rocky and rough. And the wide tires will give a little bit extra cushioning on your body. Mm -hmm. So when you don't have... Uh suspension in any way exactly yeah and especially since you're on drop bars you're going to be hunched over the bike more more weight's going to be in your hand so it's nice to have that little bit of extra cushion it provides more grip um, makes the ride more comfortable altogether hmm. all right so um this is the one i could possibly borrow yeah all yeah right. we're about the same height and about the same build so unless you have uh, strange proportions like super long arms or anything like that then i'll probably fit you pretty well all right well, uh, maybe I, should I ride it around and we'll see? Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're talking about some sort of electronic thing to change gears and to drop the posts. What is it called? Uh, this is SRAM Axis Explore Mullet Setup. Hmm. That's a mouthful, I know. So it uses <laughs> SRAM's wireless shifter, drop bar shifters, with a SRAM Axis wireless mountain bike rear derailleur and a, a SRAM 12-speed a drivetrain with um, a 10 to 50 tooth cassette. So you get lots of low gears for steep and loose climbs around here. Um, that's, uh, you know, in other parts of the of the U.S. or where you might not be riding on such loose terrain, you can stand up and pedal. Mm -hmm. But around here, if you try to stand up and pedal on steep stuff, your wheel's just going to spin out. So you pretty much need to stay seated. So you need that low gear so you can still spin up steep stuff. Mm. 
Uh, and what the wireless means is that the, there's not a bunch of cables going everywhere. That's, that's true. Yeah, I, I hid the rear brake cable in the down tube, uh, and then it pops out uh, under the bottom bracket shell and goes to the rear brake. Uh, these are mechanical brakes. Uh, these are the Paul clampers made in Chico, California. Uh, they are wonderful brakes. They feel great. They stop me, no problem. Uh, and then just it's have... incredibly light. That's amazing. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, sorry, I interrupted you. No problem. My commentary about yeah. the lightness. So you can't tell because there's a bar bag in the front, but there's only the two brake lines, uh-huh. and you know, not two or not an extra line for the dropper post, not an extra line for the rear derailleur. So it keeps it pretty tidy. Um, it's not for everybody. Some people uh, don't want to use batteries on their bikes because you do need to recharge the derailleur and the uh, dropper posts from time to time. And that's not for everybody, but I'm happy to build bikes like this hmm. with mechanical groups. You like it. I personally like it. The shift quality is amazing. Uh, for me, the battery issue isn't, isn't a big deal, um, but I understand the desire for a simpler machine too. Yeah, so how do you charge these? There are CR2032 little batteries in the shifters that need to get replaced every two years, I think. Oh, wow. And then the battery in the derailleur just pops off, and it takes about an hour to charge, Uh and they're super light. So I I have a spare battery for you to hang on to in the handlebar bag here. So in case it does die, you have a spare. But I just charged it, so it shouldn't die on you. Unless you go for an epic ride of multiple days. Wow. That's Manzanita Cycles owner Nick Jensen. He builds bikes in his basement. ManzanitaCycles.com. This is KWNK 97.7 FM. Next, here is Bobo. All I want for Christmas is a mountain bike. Well, it's Christmas time, and I believe I'll find a bike under the tree just waiting for me.
Wait, wait. Well? How is this song about me again? Oh, what? Did you just write me a song to ask me for a mountain bike for Christmas? What? Uh, no. What do you think this is? One of those bullshit Lexus commercials? Oh, but... Oh, babe. Oh, man. We were so close. That was Bobo. All I want for Christmas is a mountain bike. You have heard the song, I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas, right? Well, just about any word that rhymes with bike in these Christmas songs ends up getting replaced with the word bike. Um, so here uh, is I'm Dreaming of a Bike Christmas. If you find it on YouTube, you can sing along with the subtitles. I'm dreaming of a bike Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Where the spoked wheels glisten And children listen to tires Coming down the road I'm dreaming of a bike Christmas With every winter trail I ride May your days be and may all your Christmases have bikes. I'm dreaming of a bike Christmas electric Tires, please, and a color display, hydraulic disc brakes to stop in the icy snow. Free half flat tires and big horns too. May your days be merry and bright, and may all your Christmases have That was I'm Dreaming of a Bike Christmas. 
Uh, hopefully you have enjoyed one last bit of Christmas bike music, and that has you thinking about getting ready to buy a bike sometime this year. And you can buy a bike over at the Reno Bike Project, which owns KWNK 97.7 FM. This is Bike Life Radio on 97.7 FM, show number 31. We ride our bikes out into the world and we talk to people about their bikes and their lives. Bike Life Radio is made possible by BikeWashoe.org and KWNK in Reno, Nevada, owned and operated by the nonprofit bike shop Reno Bike Project on Grove Street. I'm Kai Plaskon. Ride on. Bicycle man, no big, you sit up on top of the top of the top of the way to my first, I know, up on top of the way.